So it was almost like, oh, there's like a child doing these wedding photos. Oh, look, the child is a good wedding photographer. We should probably book the child as well. Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And today, it's going to be even more helpful because Dustin and I are joined by like an actual expert in the world of photography editing. We're joined today by Ryan Welch from Freedom Edits. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you guys? Doing great. A little tired over here, but, you know. I think we just live in a perpetual state of tired, but... That's the, uh, that's the photography industry way, I feel. Mm-hmm. It got worse when we had kids, though, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrible decision, if you don't mind. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I did not mean that. Do you, do you have kids, Ryan? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> you guys, I can barely look after myself, never mind tiny humans as well. Yeah. No, neither can we. But we still... <laughs> this, we still they're still alive and kicking. Yeah. So, Ryan, um, how long have you been shooting photography-wise? So, I started... I shot my first wedding in, I believe, 2009. Um, it's probably just before that. It must have been about 2008, actually, because I started college in 2009 as you guys would say so yeah we're getting into my what is that like 12 years now that's awesome yeah so i shot my first wedding i didn't even know how old i was a tiny tiny baby and um yeah it kind of spiraled out of control very quickly and very little of it was planned which was interesting <laughs> yeah so you, you I kind of went from shooting a couple of weddings a year to uh, kind of 30, 60, and then um, a few years ago, we launched our associate brand, um, and we shot about, the most we've ever shot in a year is about 225. Oh, yeah. So, that's why I'm always tired. You guys don't have an excuse, right? <laughs> Not at all. Not compared to that, no. So, I assume, I assume you're, you're like, wow, I'm editing all of these 225 weddings. Why not bring on other people's <laughs> wedding photos? Because I don't, I don't have enough to do. <laughs> Absolutely. What's a few more million a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, let's take that a step further and expand that business model to the whole world. Let's not just limit it to here where I am. Let's, uh, let's do everybody. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, so yeah, and the kind of, I, you know, I guess the story of, Shooting that amount of weddings then boiled down to why we why we started Freedom Edits because we we had a need for that service uh, couldn't really find what we wanted anywhere else and then here we go a few years later um, my life is actual insanity sometimes but I do love every single second mm -hmm. nice so when you say 2008 you started were you like 16 when you started shooting weddings yeah 16 I think. okay yeah. Like I was going to say, yeah. our, our friend Raymond Hatfield does a podcast called The Beginner Photography Podcast that you were on yeah, yeah, yeah. that was titled like 16-Year-Old Wedding Photographer. Yeah. I wasn't 16 when I did that podcast, just FYI. <laughs> 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 it was just a few months ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, wow. So you got started really young then. How, how did you book that first wedding? 
so first weddings were very much like family and friends and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, it was mm-hmm. definitely people that I knew. Um, and then I think we talked about this on Raymond's podcast, actually, about the fact that, you know, like for a 16-year-old, I was probably like a decent photographer. You mm-hmm. know, like I was going, I was getting good pictures. They were edited fairly well. And I think it was almost... So like there would be, say, 100 guests at the wedding, right? And all day they'd be like, who's this kid running around with the camera? And then they'd see their pictures afterwards on Facebook or whatever because obviously I was dead into social media. So at the time, my marketing was a lot of social media marketing. And they would actually be surprised by how good the pictures were for the kid that was running around at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, oh, there's like a child doing these wedding photos. Oh, look, the child is a good wedding photographer. We should probably book the child as well. I think there was a there was a there was an element of kind of um, comedic value there somewhere. I think. <laughs> so you're like a novelty photographer. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm always always willing to provide entertainment. Me, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> um, yeah, and it kind of just went from there, you know, like, and then the, the, those friendship circles kind of expanded and you shoot friends of friends and the prices slowly crept up and things got a little bit out of hand. I was shooting like 40, 50 weddings a year myself and trying to do all the post-production, started bringing in team members. And yeah, we kind of just grew not so much like organically, I guess, at that point. It was very much a forced growth because we needed to. But yeah, we did. We definitely grew with intention mm-hmm. um, grew because... I knew I wanted a business that would really challenge me, would really challenge my skills. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's what I set out to do. And I certainly succeeded in that element. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you did. did. So when you went to university, were you studying photography or what were you studying in university? Yeah, so I actually did a um, photography for fashion and advertising course, mm-hmm. um, which one of the biggest wastes of money I've probably ever committed <laughs> to in my entire life. Um, yeah, like I had a, you know, you, you have a lot of fun as university allows you to. That, that element was fantastic and I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. But in terms of photography knowledge and how to build a photography business, I can safely say that I learned absolutely nothing from that Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope my um, like uni lecturers aren't listening to this because I'm sure they'll be very offended. But, um, I'm sure. I'm sure they won't be. I'm sure they won't. <laughs> they didn't have like a money back guarantee on that uh, program for you. I, d- I, d- I don't think so. Maybe I should look into that. Maybe this kind of uh, complaints procedure I can com- I can follow. It was it was because it was just it was just a year ago, right? That you graduated university. So graduated in two thousand and twelve. So last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it has flown by. It has been uh, has been an interesting period since uh, since graduation. A lot so, has happened. So Ryan, you're st- are you still shooting, or are you just editing now, or what's uh, a day in the life of Ryan look like? So I'm still shooting. Um, this is my final year of shooting, though. Um, so obviously, these are weddings that I've had booked for about twelve to eighteen months now, 
um, and mm. I made the decision to kind of stop shooting around that time so I didn't take any more work on. Um, so I think I've got about 27, 28 weddings to shoot this year. Um, and as a company, I think we're doing like uh, about 100 and something. So the photo side um, is being kind of intentionally wound down, I guess, um, which is a decision that I made fairly recently um, so that I'm able to just focus solely on the uh, on the editing side. Um, Freedom Edits kind of was launched and grew so quickly that kind of like we couldn't manage the growth initially, and that's something that we did struggle with in the first couple of years. But um, yeah, we've really got a hold on that now, and we're growing at a really kind of like nice, manageable pace. Um, so I think it's a really good time now for me to kind of inject kind of everything I've got into into that side and see where um, see where we can take it. Mm-hmm. Nice. So then how, how long have you been doing Freedom Edits for? Um, so we started in 2016, Freedom Edits. Mm-hmm. I think it was June 2016. Okay. And so we're coming up to four years now, actually, yeah. Jeez. So what, what was the process of going from we shoot a bunch of weddings, like 225 a year, to we want to edit a bunch of other people's weddings? What, what, did, what was that like for you as like a mental change? Yeah. I don't know if it was really a mental change or whether it was uh, a change of circumstances. As mm-hmm. in, I needed to find Freedom Edits. I needed to find that company. But there wasn't a company out there that could, A, manage our volume um, and be consistent enough with managing that volume. Like We went through all the options at the time. You know, We did trials with a ton of different um, so I'm being really careful not to name drop here. It's really difficult. Um, no, you can go ahead and name drop. We love that here. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little awkward for me. Um, <laughs> we went and kind of did a few tests with a ton, with a ton of different companies. And there was like parts we loved about some and parts we hated about others. Um, and we kind of just needed to merge all that together. So in the end, we ended up just hiring a few editors. And then offering that out to photographers that we knew and kind of that were in our community as a service to help us kind of um, like recoup some of the cost of hiring those people, I guess. And then from there, that's really where Freedom began. And then it kind of just scaled out kind of as we grew. Like the, the support and that overwhelming initial like, oh, my God, I've been looking for this service. Um, and I haven't been able to find it somewhere. Like when people sign up, they, we do an onboarding consultation, which is a video call with them where they run through all their preferences. They show us how they edit with like a screen share on a Zoom call. Um, all these things that people wanted, but they were having to like fill out a questionnaire on a website. Mm-hmm. We kind of solved that problem for them, I guess. And they were able to really communicate as much or as little as they wanted with our account handlers at the time that would kind of like input all their preferences into our database and stuff. So just because of that, like our referrals and still to this day, like the, the main reason we grow every year is because of referrals based on customer satisfaction, I guess, and kind of how that entire experience that we give them from first that initial inquiry on the website through to the video call and then obviously receiving final orders back. Mm-hmm. Wow. My curiosity is peaked on the logistical side of things. So like right now, currently as Freedom Edit stands, how many photographers do you service or if it's an easier number, like how many weddings on average per week do you guys typically edit? So it's hard to give a number like per week because it's so seasonal. Um, kind of like October, well, September through to November are probably our busiest periods. And we were, we were editing a couple of million images a month. 
Jeez. Ain't no TV head. So how many editors do you guys have, or is it just you and Jake? <laughs> it's not just me and Jake. <laughs> yeah, you said that, and I felt the dread in my stomach. I felt the pitch in my stomach. <laughs> just Ryan and Jake banging out um, a few million edits every month. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just picture you. I just picture you walking. I mean, I'd have like way more money if that was the case. Just picture you walking around with like a headset on constantly with like some sort of like hand, you know, like controls. And you're just like walking into coffee shops, walking into restaurants. Hold on, hold on. Got to get through these ceremony shots real quick. And you're just constantly editing. Uh, yeah, I can see myself in that Britney Spears kind of mic get up. I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great look for me. Um, maybe like a Britney yeah, Spears so jumpsuit as well. Or oh, what, what are we thinking the there? Yeah, the one that. You know the toxic video, the one with all the sequins on, like the nude color with all the. One hundred percent, I'm living for every second of that. Yeah, I'm. You could that. send us over a photo of you in that. Um, would yeah. like to use that for the cover art of the podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, I'll. We'll try my best to make that happen. Perfect. It's all we ask. Sell them on. I'm sure they will. Um, sorry, what was your question? How many editors, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we we ended last year on I think seventy eight full time editors. Wow. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of support stuff that work around those seventy eight people as well. In terms of just like downloading, you kind, of, you kind of have surpassed small business. You are now like medium business. I guess so. Yeah, I've not. I've never actually thought about that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I kind of just take each day as it comes these days. <laughs> and I drink a lot of vodka. Sweating <laughs> to hear coffee come out of your mouth. And it's like, I drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> we surpassed coffee a good few years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the, the Red Bull and the vodka, you know? So you stay loose and creative from the alcohol and energized from the Red Bull. It's a perfect mix if you want to die early. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were saying before we started recording that uh, Jake and you just recently found out you guys are second cousins. Um, how did you guys meet each other? Okay, so my so just to clarify, Jake is my business partner with Freedom Edit. Um, we started Freedom <laughs> um, So um, we... Not your life partner. Just your business partner. Not my life partner. <laughs> no. His wife... We did try, but his wife was really not very happy about the situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> his kids were very confused. It was not, not a good idea. Um, so me and Jake... So Jake actually started, Jake, me and Jake had photography businesses at the same time. So we were both out shooting weddings and then we actually merged our companies together. And I could not tell you offhand what year that was. I had no idea. Um, but I think probably like 2010 or something. No, 2012, 13, something like that. Um, so Jake kind of merged his business into mine because I was shooting more weddings at the time. So he kept my brand. And then we kind of grew the business and then launch freedom um, as a result of that later on. So we found out, so our parents are actually, um, that they were friends and then they 
were kind of like at a party or something and said, oh, like both our sons are into photography, they should meet. We ended up, we met at like a, a subway, had a meatball marinara sub, which is mm. obviously fun. Um, and then kind of this, we had like a relationship from there, you know, like we were out shooting together, we were doing stuff, he was doing a bit of editing for me when I needed it. Um, Cause Jake's a few years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then randomly at one point I was chatting to my dad and he said, oh, you do know like me and Jake's dad are cousins. And I was like, no, like, why have you never told me this before? Like, why is that a secret that has been kept? Um, but yeah, me and Jake are second cousins. And we had absolutely no idea, which was very strange. But there so we like go. Fam- family reunions and you like both randomly show up and you're like, what? Are you shooting this? No, no. This is my family. We know this is my family. Mm-hmm. We both have huge families, so we'd actually never met before mm-hmm. because, like, families aren't really that close because they're so big. So, um, yeah, yeah we, we literally never see each other at family stuff either. Do you guys know in the UK do the thing where like huge families have like reunions and they all get together and somebody buys them all shirts that say like Welch family reunion on it or something? Is that if a thing? That happened, would not go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly terrifying. So, I mean, after hearing kind of like the story of how you and Jake met, what I really want to know is can you tell us everything about this meatball marinara sub? Because it sounds like it changed your life. Yeah, no, it did. You got to go Italian herbs and cheese. And you, like, you know when they add, they ask you if you want it toasted. Like, yeah. who's ever answered that question? Like, that is not. Like, of course I want it toasted, and of course I want the cheese melted. Duh. Um, and that's what I want. That's it. Salad? Absolutely not. You are ruining everything about my day if you put a salad on that meatball marinara sub. <laughs> So I think what you're saying is Subway should be posing the question, do you not want it toasted? I, I think that may be more efficient. Okay. I think, yeah, I, maybe we should. Steven and I are pretty tight with the owners of Subway, so we'll, we'll put in a note for you. Yeah, no, let's let's really get down to business. This is why we really wanted you on, Ryan. We're going to fix Subway right now. <laughs> Just the three of us together. <laughs> and then knock us out. If they could, if we could help fix their business, yeah. and here we are. So I mean, Subway Pizza, Jared, let's get to it. It's been, it's been sort of a train wreck. Oh, Dustin, <laughs> why would you bring that up? Oh, sorry. It's like when they bought out the salad bowl. Who's going to Subway for a salad bowl? <laughs> people who, people who aren't doing carbs, Ryan. People who aren't doing yeah. carbs. Says Dustin is someone who frequently is like, I'm doing a new diet where I'm giving up carbs this month. Yeah, I don't know how you then, do it, bud. And then Stephen comes to visit, and I throw the diet out the window. How it goes? He turns up on the door with a loaf, a loaf of bread, and he waves that baguette at me, and I'm just, I'm just easy. Ooh, ease up that French stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, enough about my baguette, guys. Come on, <laughs> making me blush over here. So I was just kind of curious. You said that your photography business kind of like quickly ramped up when you started doing associate stuff to like 225 weddings a year. And you also said at the beginning, when you first started, you're just doing mostly social media marketing. So how did you take like your 20, 30, 40 weddings a year? And when you started doing like the associate weddings kind of moved to like 225, was that still just like all word of mouth and social or were you doing anything else? Like 
Facebook or Google yeah. ads or something? Mm-hmm. So we, the majority of our workers always come from referrals. We have a really good reputation in our like local area. And I guess the area we live in is fairly like populated. Like mm-hmm. There's a couple of cities. And I guess we, we kind of just got in with some really good friendship groups like the It Girls and, you know, like those girls that like a big friendship group. Um, and then kind of like word just kind of spreads. Like you know how word of mouth marketing works. So that probably got us to about 100 weddings a year. Mm-hmm. Like we were able to schedule about 100 and then we really plateaued then. Um, and that's then when we started bringing up Facebook ads. And like we've got, well, we did have um, sales teams, members of staff. I can't say that properly. I have no idea why. Uh, sales teams, mm-hmm. I guess would be the term. Um, yeah, so we had like two girls who were just focused on sales at that point to get us to that 200 wedding mark. Um, so there was a ton of Facebook ads, there was email funnels, like all that kind of stuff. We were spending a lot of money to get us there. So it definitely, like that old growth wasn't, didn't happen by accident and it didn't happen by word of mouth. Like I said, we got to about a hundred weddings with word of mouth. Um, but then from there, you know, it was some more bridal shows and big bridal shows. Um, you know, like the big ones with a couple of thousand people, we did a couple of those, which meant we were booking weddings all over kind of the south of the UK as well. So we were doing a lot of weddings um, that were quite far away, really, which weren't really ideal for us. And the business model we had at the time, like our associate model, you know, they didn't really want to travel for the weddings, but that was kind of becoming a, a requirement. There wasn't really a big enough industry around here to support the kind of growth that we wanted to see if we wanted to stay local, which is also one of the reasons why we've, well, I've decided to kind of like scale the the photo side of it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you talk about scaling the photo side of it down, are you going to shoot anything next year? So I'm going to have, um, I'm going to do a year off mm-hmm. shooting and then kind of reassess. Then it's, it's, I, I think it's really strange for like, my dad thinks I'm absolutely crazy that I'm stopping shooting weddings because obviously like, how am I ever going to make any money by editing other people's images? Cause I obviously don't know what I'm doing. Um, so, I just think people just think I've been shooting because of my age. I think people think that I'm way newer to weddings than I probably am. Like I've been shooting weddings for like 12 years now. Um, and I think everybody experiences a bit of burnout after that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of weddings. It's a lot of, you know, shitty wedding coordinators to deal with. And it's a lot of vendor meals to eat. And it's a lot of like Uncle Bob's have to push out of my way so I can get my shot because it's all about me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. These are all true facts. It's all very true. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of just ready for a break now. If I'm completely honest, you know, it'll be really nice to kind of just take a year and be able to do like birthday parties with friends and drink and sociable hours. Will be really nice as well. Um, you know, all those kind of things. At first, I thought you meant photograph birthday parties. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting kind of, you know, lateral move from weddings. Just really want to get into that birthday photo market. Uh, yeah, that would be truly terrifying. It would be like the worst part of a wedding, but that was the only part of the job. Yeah. So when you think of the worst part of a wedding, you're thinking the reception? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah, I hate dance floor. <laughs> because it just makes me really sad that I can't have as much fun as some of the people on the dance floor are having. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, occasionally I do, 
but I just feel like you're never really in the headspace unless you're a guest, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're seeing like a hundred people. I won't put my tie around my head sometimes, you know? It's not acceptable. So just do it. Be, be the change. Be the change, I mean, Did we freeze, Steve? Uh, it dropped out for me for a while there. Me too. I think. Yeah, we're back. So you wish you could party more at weddings. Um, you're young, you're still social, you have friends, you know how to talk to people. Uh, these are all things I don't experience. I would much rather shoot a wedding than have to like dance or interact with people at a wedding. I'm just, uh, I'm not great at that kind of stuff. I'm more like a one-on-one sort of conversation guy. I'm not like a big group conversation sort of guy. So when you said the worst part is the... <laughs> reception because you want to dance and get out there i was like oh i don't feel that at all <laughs> i'm always the first on the dance floor every single time every single time somebody's got to beat the bride and groom out there you know <laughs> do you ever uh so is it a thing in the uk like it is in the u.s where it's like nobody's supposed to dance until the bride and groom dance um yeah, well, it very much is, but I do have a very um, like particular bride and groom, um, and we'll kind of just say that they're very fun. Like they, they, like half of the wedding is always drunk by like three p.m., and it's always a very good atmosphere at the weddings. So a lot of the time, like before the bride and groom do their first dance like the dance floor is full and we have to like physically move 50 or 60 drunk people off the dance floor um, to make space for the bride and groom. Um, but yeah, it's, it, that's the telling trait of a what I call a Ryan Welch wedding. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah, it's real fun. Chaos. Yeah. I love it's it. general chaos. But they, they are, truly are one of a kind and I love every single one of them. Like they're all mental. And that mm-hmm. is my favorite. Do you they're, find they're amazing? Do you find you kind of thrive on the chaos? Is that something you enjoy? Oh, or I, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think um, I think the chaos is the only reason I've carried on. You know, like I love that atmosphere on a wedding day. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I love that like buzz, the the pressure, the excitement. That is right up my street. Is that kind of a Absolutely. motivating force for you too with like the explosive growth of your businesses is you kind of thrive in this like, I don't know exactly how to solve yeah. this problem, but I want to figure it out sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like my happy place is that we have like a million problems and we need to solve them all and I will work until I die to solve all those things. That is. But, but I assume that the problems are a little bit more... Um, not so much manageable, but less stressful when you walk in and you're like, iMac number 32's color calibration is off by 10%. Let's get this fixed versus <laughs> we can't find the wedding rings. It's got to be, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? If you'd have asked me, if you just said that in November this year in one of our busiest weeks, I would have said, actually, no. I feel like the iMac being off calibration is worse. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like an iMac out of, out of uh, operation for a, a day is, you know, fatal. The, the wedding rings we can do without. <laughs> so now do you have to, like, keep spare iMacs laying around? 
yeah, we always have about five just sat there. So everyone, my my Facebook Messenger is just constantly full of people that I know that like buy and sell iMac fairly regularly. Like every time they have an iMac to sell, they just message me, and we normally buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works really well. Yeah, but we have like I don't even know how many 2012 iMacs I've bought over the last three four years. Like it must be. 2012. Why 2012? And um, they're the ones that are easiest to fix and they're easiest to upgrade that model. Okay. I think. Oh, no, 2011. Uh, last time I. <laughs> my last iMac before this one that I just bought and I'm working on right now for this interview was a 2011. And it was the one where, like, uh, you just get like some suction cups, put them on the screen, and you can pull the screen off real easy. And then you can swap yeah. out hard drives and RAM and everything like that inside. This is the one that you buy. <laughs> yeah. Is it 2011? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like easy to like switch out SSDs and all that kind of stuff in them. So they're our, uh, they're our preferred workhorse at the moment. And then we've got some real like beastie uh, PCs that we've had built for kind of exporting. And because we've got some like bigger clients that do like four, five, six hundred weddings a year as well that we work with. <laughs> um, and kind of, we need that kind of power to explore all this stuff. Yeah. So did you guys invest in any Mac of the new Mac Pros when they came out? No. I don't, I don't know. We're at, that, uh, we're at that budget tree level. Just yet. <laughs> you didn't want to drop like 60000 on a Mac did, Pro? We would have been running like... <laughs> and even if we did, they'd be running on like $100 um, Samsung monitors or something. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> but you can see it it's fine yeah no we're um in, ter- in terms of tech we're pretty uh you know frivol frivolous is that the right word because i'm trying to use a word that i don't know and i might have just used it wrong but um yeah we're pretty tight with the with the budget on the electronic stuff mm-hmm. to be, yeah but we try to be anyway i did hear that you guys are getting into editing video now yeah, so we do the video editing is a slightly different um, beast altogether, um, and it's a beast that I on the production. I like I manage a lot of the photo production side myself, um, but the video production stuff I very much completely keep out of because I know very very little about it. Um, I kind of just buy things when people tell me to buy things, and that is, uh, I think that's how it's always going to be because I cannot get my head around the specs of those machines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a video side. So we launched video back in uh, January last year, so January 2019, and the video the video side was really strange because, like, we offered video with my associate team, and obviously. We were never able to outsource the video anywhere, that video edits, just because like, we just couldn't find anywhere to do it. Like all the companies were based in like India or the Philippines, or if they were US based, they were just too expensive like, to, for us to pay. Cause obviously like our wedding budgets in the UK are slightly different as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, we always managed our own video editing in house. And um, when so I knew like people needed it and I knew like there was definitely a solution there that we could do, but I just wasn't sure where the videographers would actually outsource their edits. But it turns out that they absolutely wanted to and we were completely inundated when we launched it back in 2019. The 
we're expecting to see like insane growth this year. We're going to start doing some video conferences. We've never run a video Facebook ad for freedom to like advertise what we do. I think we put on Instagram about three times last year. Um, and we were pretty much at capacity the entire year. So um, yeah, this year is definitely the, the year that we grow the video side as well. And I'm just hoping that we can kind of alleviate that pressure off a lot of videographers. Cause I feel like the videography community is so much less well-served than mm-hmm. the photography industry. Like, there's so many, there's such fewer companies out there designed to like help videographers um, like manage their workload and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the photography industry is so big and it's so um, inundated with photographers that it's incredibly well-served. So one of our missions this year is to really push through and um, you know, kind of get in touch with as many videographers as possible. Nice. That sounds like an interesting challenge. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, it is a challenge. And I think one of the, the biggest challenges for me as like the owner of this company, um, and Jake to a degree as well, is that, you know, like we, we are videographers, so we seek a lot of advice and kind of instruction from, you know, the, the clients, people that we don't relationships with that who are videographers in terms of like what they want the service to look like and like how it would work um so we've kind of got all that stuff um ironed out now um and yeah it's just amazing to me that like we're able to grow a team of people that can like just open up a folder of like 100 gigabytes of footage or 200 gigabytes or whatever it is like hours and hours of filming that they and they weren't at the event but they're able to create like this stunning 12 minute video that looks as though that video thread did like get us getting to that point was a huge deal and like so much work went into that from our entire team yeah. you know I'm just so so proud of them and so thankful for all of the support we've had it was amazing did you they guys do a, they do a great job did you guys decide to transition into doing more video because did you find like a lot of the photographers who were working with you were starting to do video or was it just like yeah. you also saw videographers out there? I think initially it was very much that like we were at WPPI in Las Vegas a few years ago when we first exhibited there. And I'm awful with dates. Like I cannot, I will not be able to tell you the year that that was. Um, so we were out there and we were speaking to a few videographers and a lot of videographers were there just because like, there wasn't the equivalent for the video industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were at a photography conference. Like a lot of the stuff wasn't really relevant to them. But they were kind of like mooched around and they, we'd bump into them on like a trade show floor and they'd be like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm actually a videographer. Oh, like I'd love if something like this existed for um, like my industry for, for me to send my films to. And that was where the initial thought came from. But now actually, funny you should bring that up, is that a lot of our clients on the video side are photographers that were existing clients, wanted to shoot video, but had no interest in a learning how to edit it, wanting to edit it. Mm-hmm. So now when we launched it, they kind of just started shooting some video last year, like in with the photo packages or whatever it was, because they knew that they could just send it to us and it, it would be edited. And it would also be edited in a very similar style to what their photo edits look like. So we're able to really maintain that consistency across the two products, um, which is really interesting. And I think it's real beneficial for them as well. That's yeah, I I do my wife and I do photo and video and like visual consistency between the two is always very difficult. And Dustin also does photo and video as well. So I know he struggles with that as well. 
Yeah, I know one of my friends has actually just sent or is sending an edit your way. So I'm excited to uh, see how that looks. Proof's in the pudding, right? <laughs> just, just put a star next to his name. Make it look not as good since he's technically direct competition for me. Um, <laughs> so, you said, Send me an email, buddy. Anything for you. Perfect. <clears throat> well... We'll put the wrong speeches in there or something. <laughs> just yeah, just have someone dub over like you know the toast in a different language or something. <laughs> no problem at all. That's absolutely manageable. Perfect. I'll I'll just turn up in the middle in my Britney Spears. That that would be a yeah, green screen yourself yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was Ryan doing at that reception? Having fun Britney partying. Spears. Ties he around his head. <laughs> he jumped on the dance floor before the couple. God, so inconsiderate. So inconsiderate. How inconsiderate. So I do have uh, one other question. So you guys employ, I think you said something like 78 people full-time, right? Editors and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. What sort of uh, What sort of issues do you run into? Whoa. Sorry, that was my daughter in the background for a second. She's very energetic. Uh, what sort of issues do you guys run into with your editors um, as far as like RSI issues, astigmatism, burnout, stuff like that? And how are you guys solving for that kind of stuff? Yeah, we have everyone has really regular breaks. Um, so, and we do leave it up to them, like when and how they take them. We're not particularly strange. We don't like ring a bell, right? And everyone goes for break. Um, <laughs> Party time. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone line up at the toilet. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we kind of let them do their own thing, but we definitely promote um, a safe working environment. Um, we use like special chairs and stuff like that. We also, a lot of our editors do work remotely. So a mm-hmm. lot of them all from home. So a lot of the responsibility at that point is on them to provide that equipment for themselves. So it, it, it does definitely vary, but um you know, we're always up for one of our biggest um, challenges, I guess, in hiring, in employing that amount of people is just the day to day management of stuff like holiday requests and all that kind of admin is the. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have like a HR team, right? We're not really at that position where we can right now. So, um, you know, me and Jake still manage a lot of that stuff ourselves, which is. Um, which is very time consuming, but, um, you know, we, we, we meddle through, we get there. So is that a goal for like moving forward, like looking into investing in more like HR and more like corporate sort of stuff? Like, I guess so. I, it's definitely on the roadmap for this year. Um, it kind of just depends what kind of numbers we get to in terms of editors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I think we've scheduled out when we hit a hundred full-time employees that it would be at that point that we would um, bring in like a HR member of staff to kind of help manage the, uh, the logistics. Yeah. It, it, like the tech side is easy in terms of like scheduling orders to editors and making sure like checks are done and the QC is there. And you know, that side of it is easy in comparison to the actual dealing with the, the people that are doing the stuff, right? And they're mm-hmm. the backbone of the business, but that is such an important element to us that A, it's very expensive, and also B, 
you know, like our relationships with those people are incredibly important to us. Um, and right now, because we started from the beginning of kind of like dealing with those things, in my head, the difficult thing now is like taking that step back while still having those people not think that we don't want to just deal with them as people, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a big issue for me right now and kind of, you know, something that I'm personally working through. <laughs> To making sure True. people still like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just come to work with that tie around your head. I think that would open all new doors for you. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been going for a pretty long time now. Uh, do you want to do some random Facebook questions with us? Yeah, go for it. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... So we've been waiting to get somebody from the UK for this question for a while now because we have no experience okay, with this I'm, sort of thing. But, <laughs> so uh, Brian from a random Facebook group asked, Hey guys, weird one. I'm filming a traditional Irish Druidic wedding. Nothing fancy, usual traditional stuff, wedding potato, bride throwing, etc. But I'm concerned as it's in a fairy fort. As I'm sure most of you know, there's lots of problems with setting up on sites like this, and I was wondering what's the best way to work in a space like this without having the camera be too obtrusive and or unsettling the local fairy inhabitants. Um. (laughs) (laughs) There were like 30 words in that question that you used that I had absolutely no idea what they meant. Um, but I think, you know, just like covering yourself in glitter to not upset the fairies is probably my top tip. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe the Britney costume again. I feel like it's been a running theme, but like, that seems very fairy-like and, you know, very apt. Are fairies a large concern in the UK? Oh, absolutely. It's a, you know, like people are scared about going to Australia because of the big snakes and stuff mm-hmm. that is the fear in the UK is that the, the giant fairies are going to get you but big snakes exist right do you big tell, fairies you exist you say <laughs> yeah, they I thought they were do. called leprechauns in the UK we have all of them <laughs> <laughs> all of the things <laughs> Have you ever shot at a, a fairy fort or a any... fairy? No, I've never shot a fairy. Mm-hmm. That's illegal here. <laughs> <laughs> They're endangered species. <laughs> yeah, an enchanted animal. Enchanted. Uh, so I, <laughs> I did you sorry? Did you ask if I've ever shot at a fairy fort before? Yeah. Have you ever shot at a place that people think fairies live at or inhabit? Yeah. No, and I have never heard of anybody even thinking that a fa- that fairies inhabit a land. So I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe it's an Irish thing. I don't know. What, what about a wedding potato? Is that what is that? That's got to be an no, Irish thing. Not a clue. Maybe Sometimes that's just that's just another term for like the bride's mom, um, like yeah. the mother of the bride. Call her a wedding potato. Wow, Dustin. Wow. You should, you should definitely try that at your next wedding and let us all know how that goes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Put it in the Facebook group. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Maybe do like a live video as you ask it to. Sure. Hi, Mother of the Bride. Um, do you mind if I call you Wedding Potato the rest of the day? <laughs> I hear in the UK it's all the rage. It's all the rage, darling. <laughs> all right. That would go well. I think that could really work in your favor. It'd be like a, a real big USP for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Brandy from a random Facebook group asked the following. I sent my photos off to an editor, and when they came back, every time there was a mirror, I could see myself in the reflection. I don't remember seeing myself in any mirrors on the day. What's up with that? Oh, like every editing company, it's like a... Um it's like industry standard. We just Photoshop you into all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's what I assume. Not, doesn't everyone know that? <laughs> so like, there's like a conference the website. that these yeah, ed- yeah, yeah. all the editing companies go to. We just made a decision one day, yeah. <laughs> if you look I really was cl- over my house. <laughs> they were all there and we just thought why wouldn't you do this it's a genius idea if you look really closely at all the uh, glass votives for the candles on the tables all the wine glasses there's a little uh, reflection of the photographer in every single one of those as well yeah the editing company just goes and uh, throws it in they distort it to uh, yeah. fit the shape of the glass it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah just, there's, a, there's a piece of you in every photograph you can officially say that to your clients then Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little piece of me is in every single photograph. That is our main goal. <laughs> so I think what you're trying to say is, Brandy, you need to take this a step further. You're only looking in the mirrors. We put you in every photograph. Yeah. <laughs> so if anything, you're you're not you appreciating the- all of the work we did. No, she isn't, and she's paid for that work as well. I think Brandy should be more thankful. <laughs> I just want to like this is a joke question, right? Like I don't really know what's happening right now. These are just random questions people ask on Facebook in different Facebook groups that I'm in, and uh, we just try to oh. surface these and bring them to to the light for everybody to see. Like requested random questions, you've actually found oh, legitimate. Yeah. I don't. Steven I don't know anybody who. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, nobody in like our podcast Facebook group asks questions like the ones we find. These are these are mostly taken from a bunch of different groups that are like uh, a lot of times newer photographers and sometimes just people with cultural differences who don't maybe understand what they're saying maybe they use google translate to put everything into english before they threw it on facebook or something i'm not 100 percent certain i'm just making guesses as to where some of this stuff can come from yeah okay I thought, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if i feel better or worse now about the questions that's my that's where i'm at right now you know I, we just do I our just... best to try to answer these questions for these people who May or may we're not just, ever listen. We're just we're just like the news. You know, the questions Fake. come in, we just get them out. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is Jennifer Aniston? Have you seen that new um, The Daily Show, is it called? Um, clearly Reese Witherspoon. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I, I see that. I see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would prefer to be Jennifer Aniston, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you there. Uh, you're Steve Carell. Steve, you're Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Hey, Steve. Steve Carell. Okay. If I gotta, I gotta. Um, Jack from a random Facebook group has posted a few photos yesterday, and some guy edited and reposted his edited version in the comments of my photo post. I asked why he did that, and he just said that he likes that editing style better. I'm not sure if I'm being overdramatic, but I told him I would have preferred for him to ask if he could edit my photos first. Is that being overdramatic? I feel like this person might have a little bit too much time on their hands. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I, I, what is the guy who asked this question? What was the name? Jack. Jack. Yeah, I don't care for Jack. <laughs> I mean, he's got a little bit of extra time on his hands to be, like, posting about this in a random Facebook group. If he had a lot of extra time on his hands, he'd have a podcast like me and Dustin. <laughs> or, or and if, it would just be, don't edit my photos. Yeah. No, but I do agree that maybe the guy shouldn't have edited Jack's pictures without asking Jack or Jack asking for the pictures to be edited in the original post. Whether he's being overdramatic, I think, you know, he might be, but the internet is a very overdramatic place. I'm actually digging through the Facebook post right now. Um, Oh, wow. So the person who actually edited Jack's photo, his name's Ryan Welch, and he included a thing at the bottom that said, uh, if you like this edit, come to Freedom Edits for more great work. That's crazy. You doing some guerrilla marketing? That's our biggest marketing strategy of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> just just gonna, we're just going to edit JPEGs off Facebook, compressed <laughs> images, and then just like, repost them and see what happens. <laughs> Underneath the existing photo on their business Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're really trying to break into the retail market. Uh, we edit JPEGs now as well so that brides and grooms can just request edits to us. Yeah, I'd be like, unhappy with your photographer's edits. Yeah. Come come to us where we will free you of those edits at Freedom Edits. Just uh, go ahead and uh, download those JPEGs from that sneak peek your photographer posted on Facebook. Send them straight to us and we'll fix them up for you. Don't worry about yeah, it. Just, you just need to screenshot them on your phone and then just <laughs> send them over. Send them to me on Facebook Messenger and I'll sort them right out. <laughs> do you guys ever get anything like that when you were first starting out yeah we do we still get it oh you respond to that <laughs> yeah like oh I don't like the edits my wedding photographer did can you fix them no <laughs> um, yeah that's pretty much how it goes we, we, we don't give them very much time if I'm completely honest do you then just refer them in your like automated email system to your photography brand? You're like, well, if you'd like shots redone, <laughs> here like is our shot. photography brand. Uh, no, but I'm going to make an email funnel for that right now. There you go. Wait, you're stepping back yeah. from photography. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, it's just the thought of all those birthday parties I could shoot. It's really got me pumped. See? It's a lot of candles. Um, so one more random Facebook question and then we'll wrap everything up Grant from a random Facebook group asks honest question 
What do you dark and moody editors do when you get a subject with bad skin texture slash color? You just put the exposure all the way down until you can't see it. <laughs> Perfect. I and just then need just, like, this... bring the clarity down all the way as well. <laughs> I just have to clarity minus four stops of exposure, minus 80 blacks. Like a movie, baby. Mm. <laughs> and you just like, pop the highlights a bit. The highlight, and then you can kind of see like a silhouette. And it works well. And then apply to all. <laughs> yeah. Like command A, think, check all, done. Done. <laughs> your photos. <laughs> I love this. So, just curious, when Freedom Edits first started, were you ever editing photos for like the photographers who were hiring Freedom Edits, or have you always been in more of a management position? So this is an actual question now, right? Yeah, I, I just suddenly got very curious right at the end of the show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was really trying to think of like something witty to say then, but it wasn't working. Um, so, well... <laughs> There's been a couple of times that I've had to, like, call a wedding, like, when we first started and we got really busy. Um, but I've never actually, I mean, I've edited, like, two weddings, I think, for clients, mm -hmm. ever. That was my biggest thing, like, when we started Freedom, was that, yeah, let's do it, but I'm never editing the folks. I, I couldn't get into that mm -hmm. on top of because, like, at the time, we were shooting, like, 200 weddings a year as well, right? And yeah. there's just no way that I could manage actually editing people's stuff as well. Um, there has been the odd time where we've been, like, in a bit of a pinch or whatever or close to a deadline. or um, So we've had a few clients where they've been ill and, you know, like that kind of situation. They just have that quickly where we've helped out. But, um, yeah, in terms of I've never been a, an editor as such for, for Freedom, mm -hmm. though. How, how long after you started your business before you started uh... – before you stop doing your own edits in the photography business right yeah um about four years maybe mm -hmm. so when i graduated uni in 2012 i'd had my business um three years then um i kind of graduated and was pretty much a full-time photographer as soon as i graduated so i was shooting all throughout uni um and then that kind of following summer is when I started um, outsourcing my work um, and then really saw that kind of lack of uh, QC, I guess. You know, like I just couldn't get the, the outcome that I wanted um, mm -hmm. and that my clients deserved and decided to kind of like, because then we decided to kind of create that, that company ourselves and that's, that's where Freedom came from, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today and talking to us. Um, if people want to find out more about you or more about Freedom Edits, where should they go online? Yeah, so the best place to find us is probably our website. That's where you're going to see like pricing info and kind of how the whole system works. And that would be www.freedomedits.com. That's E-D-I-T-S, freedomedits.com. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram at freedomedits. It's really simple. Nice. So you guys actually got the .com for Freedom Edits? You didn't have to go for like a .co .uk or something like that? No, we were... Um, I, yeah, I think we've got the .co .uk as well. I think. Um, but yeah, we managed to get the, the .com. I mean, like, to be completely honest, about 90% of our user base, like our customers are US-based. Mm -hmm. um, so so yeah, what we're you're saying is US customers are more lazy. 
so that's why the UK people are like, I can edit my own stuff. I don't need. No, I think what I think what I'm trying to say is the US customers value their time more. Oh, smarter photographers in the U.S. I think Uh definitely has nothing to do with just more people living in the U.S. (laughs) than the U.K. That's not a part of it at all. Absolutely not. Our customers are just incredibly intelligent. (laughs) Yeah. See, are you uh, are you coming to imaging this year? No. So we're not doing imaging. but we're going to, um, do you guys know Devin Robinson? He's doing Creative Summit in Orlando. I'm not familiar. Not familiar Creative Summit. Yeah, so that's actually next week. So I'm flying over to Florida for that. Oh, and then cool. going to San Francisco from there to do Evolve. Oh, which yeah. Which be really cool. Another we workshop. just had Jamie Findlay on uh, to talk about it. Oh, all. no way. Yeah. Yeah, her episode oh, should yeah, go up so later we're... today. Oh, amazing. I'll just listen to that. Um, yeah, so we're going to evolve then, and then I come back, and we're doing hybrid as well. Do you know mm-hmm. hybrid conference? No. Um, they're exhibiting at that as well, which is Julie Paisley's workshop, uh, well, her conference. Um, where else are we this year? Like, so we're doing WPPI as well. We'll be at WPPI. So yeah, all over the all over the place, doing a, doing a load of conferences. Are, are most of your guys' clients at Freedom Edits wedding photographers, or do you guys do other sorts of photography, editing? Yeah, they're mostly wedding photographers. Um, we do have a lot of people who send us family shoots and portrait sessions, um, but they typically come to us for their weddings, and then they'll just send over the family stuff as, as a result of that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we've got a handful of customers that are portrait photographers, um, but, you know, it's mostly wedding photographers. Um, and we're actually doing a lot in terms of video editing. We're doing way more like commercial corporate video editing than we thought we would be, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really interesting shift actually. And I think for our editors, especially, it's quite nice to kind of like break up um, in between the weddings, like doing some corporate stuff and doing some um, working on some different projects, which they really enjoyed. So um, yeah, keep it coming. Oh man, that's awesome. So. Uh, I think that's all we have for you today. Um, thank you so really? much for Thanks joining so much. us. It's been really awesome talking with you. Awesome, guys. Thank you. I'll see you soon. See, see you. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. McKibben. Shoot, I think I might have clipped. No, no, that's just signal. Okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I'm using a new interface. Sorry. Um, I can tell. You sound totally different. Good different, bad different. Uh, not. I wouldn't say bad different. Okay. Just different. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners that contribute to the show every week, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you want to help us keep this podcast alive, though, head over to stephendustinsavetheworld.com and you can sign up to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. On top of the benefit of knowing you're keeping a good show going, because we had a good show going here, right, people? You also get the benefit of extra content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next weekend after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. That was fun. That was good.
So you say I sound totally different with my new gear. Yes. Because like I, I recorded stuff, played it back to like test out, and I could mm-hmm. not tell a difference personally. I have like super ears. Super I ears. I can hear the most finite changes and differences and nuances. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, I could tell immediately when we jumped on here that you had something different going on. Louder, softer. Just a different quality of sound. Tonal quality, better tonal yeah. quality, deeper, richer, uh, more high-pitched. I would see. I'd have to compare it to a previous episode. <laughs> uh, no, I was sick and tired of using my Zoom as my audio interface because um, mm-hmm. I need something that can handle two inputs and outputs. Can you hear Nora real loud? She is singing. Um, it's raining. It's pouring. But I can hear yeah. her. So uh, I was sick of using the Zoom because I use it for like weddings and videos that I shoot and stuff. And so it's mm-hmm. always like taking it off the system, bringing it back, always like unplugging stuff, plugging stuff back in. So when we got the iMac, I was like, I'm just setting up a a permanent station. So I bought a Tascam two by two. So it's just, it's plugged in. I have both my mics. They're both plugged in. They're on all the time, on all the time. Uh, I did finger quotes around that in case this makes it to the listeners. Yeah. So... Mm They're just always plugged in. I'm always ready to go for a podcast now, and I don't have to plug a bunch of stuff in. I just turn the iMac on, and I'm ready to go. It's about f***ing time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, after the Mac Pro died. May she rest in peace. Yeah. May she rest in pieces. All right, bud. Have a great day, Dustin. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking to Ryan with me. I will see you again tomorrow. All righty, bud. <laughs> Later. Bye. Hey, guys. Real quick at the end here. It's me, Steve. Chaboy. Chaboy. That sounds like such a douche. Sorry. Uh, I've done this like eight times now, and I just cannot stop myself from doing that every single time. I'm so sorry. Uh, Freedom Edits has reached out to us. They have a special offer just... Sorry. What's up, kid? Yeah, your sister puts lipstick on stuff. Just put it in the wash. She showed me that like three hours ago. I really should have cleaned that up. Okay. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Uh, where were we? Freedom Edits is giving a special offer to all of our podcast listeners. If you want to try them out, the first order is on them absolutely free. Just use reference code Wedding Hangover. That's two words on the getting started page at freedomedits.com terms and conditions do apply the free order is for new customers only redeemable off editing services not calling your free order cannot exceed 750 basic edit images so if anybody out there is looking to try a new editing service out or just wants to see what it's like to outsource stuff i highly recommend them i mean ryan was a blast to have on the podcast as you all just heard and uh, it sounds like they're building a really amazing company over there so that's all that's it um Peace out. It's Chip Boy saying goodbye. <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's all the rage, darling. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.